John Schmick, thank you very much for coming in today for the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you for yeah, having me. It'll be fun. Yeah. You book recommendation? You remember one? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. That's a tough question. It's a very tough tall question order for you know? an English teacher. It is, um, and I guess the one that's been sticking out for me recently. We just finished reading *A Tale of Two Cities*, and uh, in my freshman English class, and um, it's the first time we'd read that in a while in my, in my class, at least in a while. So it was fun to revisit it this year, and um, and I think there there are just so many timeless lessons about redemption um, in that novel that it was it's been resonating with me lately when did you start teaching tale of two cities um well i was i guess it was you it was a staple for the curriculum um back i mean i read i remember reading it with sherm bristow when i was a ninth grader here and then um my first years on the faculty i taught it um and really up until recently i taught it every year uh last like probably four or five years I haven't been teaching it just because it takes it's a major commitment you know it takes a full quarter so plus what 400 <clears throat> more uh, just shy of 400 it's 400 uh, pages yeah, like 390 something like that but okay but it's dense and yeah. and it takes a while for the kids to read it and it takes a while to get to kind of get through it but it's it's such a beautiful novel and it's um yeah, it's, it's. I think it's very rewarding because it is so challenging, right? And so, like, the first eighty pages or so, you don't have a clue what's going on or how anything's connected. And then, um, by the end of the novel, it really, um, you know, all comes together. So. You're gonna have to remind me because it's been a while since I. I don't know if I read the whole thing, but I've read parts of that book. But I don't mm-hmm. even remember really what what the book is about. Tale of Two Cities. It's so you've got the. It's the backdrop is the French Revolution, and um, you have a you know characters who get caught up in that wave of uh, social upheaval, mm-hmm. and um, it's really I think a, a beautiful tale. That, you know the protagonist um, Sidney Carton is um, is a really is just is such a fascinating character to me because he's um, and I think he. he I love discussing him because he is, um, you know, he's seen as such a deadbeat and kind of a loser, and he's one of these guys who has, a tr- you know, tremendous potential but never lives up to it, and and he's clearly battling depression, which he masks with alcoholism, and um, he's able to resurrect himself from that kind of downward spiral um, through, you know, I guess acknowledging his. Um, love of Lucy Manette, uh, which is, um, you know, it's unrequited romantic love, but but she inspires him to be a better person, and um, he's able to, you know, he he loves her, he loves her unconditionally, and um, sacrifices his life to save her husband um, so that she'll be happy. Hmm. Um, so you read that with Sherm Bristow, you, so you were in Sherm Bristow's. I was. Yeah, I uh, just posted the uh, podcast we did last week with Sherm Bristow. So that's awesome. What was he like as a teacher? He was wonderful. Yeah. I, re- I really liked him. He was he was also the football coach when I was here, and um, an athletic director, and um, was just a he was just a great guy. He Quick did wit. he did everything at this at this school. I mean, he did. He, he held so many different positions. He did. Yep. Um, and he was the so he was the head football coach my senior year, um, which was a really neat experience. And that was that, that was a that was a fun, um, a, a really a, a fun team. I think in a lot of ways we were not successful. Um, in fact, I think we had I think we ended up with a losing record if I recall correctly. But um, it was it was a neat experience. I was thinking about it recently, and it was. Um, Sherm's last year as the head coach, and um, Nick Schloeder, senior, uh, it was his last year as a coach, too. So um, there's two Gilman legends mm-hmm. um, coaching that. And then, of course, Johnny Foreman was there, which is always always a treat. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've been thinking about senior year a bit because I have second semester seniors right now and I'm thinking about just the end of their senior year and all that 
kind of happens. They were talking about the prom a little bit today, yeah. and they were talking about graduation and graduation parties. And it made me think about like what your, I guess, senior year or memories of your senior year were like when you were a student at Gilman. That's a, a great question. I just had my 25th reunion uh, last weekend, so um, I've been thinking a lot about that as well. Um, it was interesting. I was asked about, so we were, um, you know, the centennial class, class of 97, and um, I was recently asked about, like, special events to commemorate that that year, uh, what it was like to, to go through that as a student. And to be honest with you, I couldn't really remember any. And I, and I asked my classmates at the reunion, and they couldn't think of much either. We graduated, our graduation was held at um, the Homewood campus at Hopkins, which was really cool. Um, but, you know, I think that what really stuck out that year was we, we understood it was a historic year for the school. Um, and like I said, you know, there was, you know, there were folks retiring at that point and, and who had been kind of Gilman legends. Um, in some ways it was a, a bit of a changing of the guard. And, um, you know, so it was a, that was definitely, I think, in the back of our minds at the time, but um, we had a, a really, class of 97 was a really special class in a lot of ways, I and mean, I think we really supported each other and loved each other and um, had a lot of fun together, and um, so I think we all just kind of focused on understanding, you know, with, with all that you deal with in your, in your senior year, you know, all, like we had all the pressures and whatnot, but um, that that are there and they're I think they're enhanced. <clears throat> excuse me, I think they're enhanced now for seniors. Uh, senior year seems much more stressful to me, but um, I think we really, as a class, made a point of wanting to support each other and and spend time together, and we were able to do that. And it was a it was a special year. Hmm. Um, so and, it, and it's it's a nice class. We've we you know some really wonderful people. I was fortunate to go to school with a lot of really wonderful people and. Um, it's been really neat to see what they do with their lives. They've yeah. done some really impressive things. Yeah. Um, What's it been like? What was it like for you this weekend coming back to your reunion and just seeing everyone again? It was a whirlwind. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was I. It was a uh, big birthday weekend as well. That's right. Yeah, big four three. Um, <laughs> it was. It was a. It, it was special. You know, um, I think it's always great to see my classmates, and I and I prioritized that. Um, but I was just telling Chesare before we got started that um, it was really fun to see the class of 2007. They were one of my first classes uh, when I was on the faculty, mm-hmm. and so and I've um, and that's a really that's a great class too. That's Joe Valentine White's class, and um, there's some there's some really neat uh, really neat folks from that class who who I've stayed in touch with and kind of crossed paths with over the years. Um, and then, um, and then the class of 2017, which is my first class when I came back from, um, you know, my hiatus at St. Christopher's, uh, to see them was really special as well. And I did not get to spend enough time with them. I wish I, I wish I had seen them. Seen yeah, more of them. it's got to be overwhelming to see all of your friends, all of your classmates, and then the the guys that you taught, and and have enough time to really catch up with people properly it, it's insane it's also it also happens to be my father's graduation year so uh every union year so um you know always run into some of his classmates from 67 so which is a treat as well yeah and i don't really even know as many people obviously as people have gone here do but i was walking around floating around and just watching some of the uh ceremonies in the different locations as I was working the the weekend like I checked everyone in in my in my tent and then uh, kind of floated around and it was just cool to s- observe just the different dynamics in the in the different classes yeah it's 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 fun I think um Gilman does a really great job the development office and you know Thanel and the alumni office they, they do a great job of putting on a, a um a, a wonderful weekend that's that's you know offers a variety of experiences for alums um i don't really take advantage of a lot of those just because i'm here all the time yeah and and see it but um you know i think that the reunion party is really fun uh especially the one on the harris terrace where you get to see everybody and all all the classes are together and 
um, I think that's a nice way to kick things off. Um, and I enjoy having – so my first few reunions were off campus um, at different restaurants around town, and, and that was fun. But this is – I think there's something special about being on campus. And uh, the Smythes were very gracious hosts on a Saturday night, and so we got to spend some time over there and um, with our classmates, which was nice. Awesome. Yeah, do you um, – well, maybe I'll ask you a little bit about coming back to Gilman – um, as a as a teacher as yeah. a faculty and what that experience was like and really what you remember in those early years of teaching here <laughs> the, the the early years were were a bit of a um i mean it, it was it was crazy right um so i um i think i always knew that i wanted to be a teacher really um yeah i think that in if if i if i'm honest with myself that's something i a realization i came to pretty early on um, but I also knew that I wanted to do something else before I got to Gilman. I wanted to, before I got really, I was hoping I'd come back to Gilman, but before I got into teaching, I wanted to try something else. And so, um, I did, I was a Red Bull salesman for, um, about six months and that didn't really suit me. Um, and so I, I quit that job I was in North Carolina and moved home and I was, um, working for a friend of mine out at Chuan Downs and a position opened up kind of a late summer position opened up uh, in, in the late a position opened up in the late summer and um, at Gilman to teach history and English and coach football and lacrosse and um, I came and interviewed with Eva Turner who was the uh, head of the upper school at the time and um, I think I was offered the job on August 9th and started working on August 10th. I had to show up for football and I had to do all the summer reading and read, you know, trying to figure out what I was going to teach and what it mm. meant to be a teacher. I mean, it was really a, a whirlwind. Fortunately, um, Brian Ledyard was here at the time. He was a rookie teacher that year. And then Tom Priebus, who's um, on the alumni board. I met him and, at, yeah, at the great guy. reunion. Um, and uh, so the three of us were in an office um, in the old Cary Hall, which was so the office so where the the bathroom is located on the second floor uh that was our office um that for that i guess couple year or two and um and it was just you know we supported each other and kind of went through it together we were all kind of teaching different classes but in the same we were all in the english department and so we were all kind of figuring it out together um and it was fun i mean it was wild and there were some great kids um i remember you know those i was close enough to being a student that I there were kids that I remembered from my time at Gilman and you know I taught a handful of younger brothers from friends of mine mm-hmm. uh, which was which was really fun and special too did you have certain mentors or teachers that you were familiar with or maybe that you had that kind of helped guide you into your early years of of teaching I did you know well my father was was a big uh, big resource cuz he had taught freshman english and so he gave me his notes and materials and stuff and then um, I remember Larry Malkus was um, super helpful at that time. Um, gosh, in the in the history department, um, Ned uh, or not uh, Ned Harris was was helpful. He was my former, um, I guess, eleventh grade history teacher. Um, but Mike Kelly was also teaching ninth grade world cultures, and so he was he was helpful as well. Um, and and, and it was neat, you know. Anton Vicio, who's my advisor, was still on the faculty at that point, and so it was fun. It was really special to have an opportunity to work with him, um, and um, and it was it was it was a neat time, you know. It, it really was. It was um, hectic, a lot of late nights. Mm-hmm. This before they armed Carry Hall, so you could stay a little bit later <laughs> into the evening, and I did. Yeah. I, had, I had to do that um, a, a fair amount, but um, it was it was a it was a great experience, and and. I'm glad I had it. It was a good way to start my teaching career. Um, I'm also, I also recognize the benefit of leaving for, uh, I left for about eight years. And um, I think that was really formative for me as well. Um, going to another school, a place where I wasn't the other Mr. Schmick. Yeah. Um, Cause my father, you know, was still in the faculty at that time. And um, I didn't stray too far. The school, um, that I went to is down in Richmond. It's a boys' school, St. Christopher's School. Uh, it's very similar to Gilman. In fact, uh, Gilman's first chaplain left and started the school. It was Dr. Chamberlain who started um, started the school in Richmond. So, 
uh, and they were a, a handful of um, old or former Gilman teachers there um, on the faculty as well. So it was fun to, to reconnect with them. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about maybe how your your dad influenced you um, in terms of how you decided to become a teacher and a coach and maybe his role on on you as you grew up like at Gilman as a student and then deciding to come back. Sure. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, um, so my father spent, well, his entire career in education here. Um, he had a job, um, forget what he was doing. He was doing, he worked in broadcasting for a little while and then, um, came over to Gilman, uh, shortly before, I think before I was born or maybe right as I was being born. And, um, so growing up, I was kind of always underfoot with him at Gilman, right? He'd kind of dragging me around, and um, I spent – I remember spending a lot of time with him going to games and, um, you know, got to uh, – even before I was a student here, got to know some of the teachers. And um, and so I felt somewhat at home here, right? Um, and then I think while I was a student here – um, we spent a lot of time talking about Gilman. Um, and in fact, we still, I think probably if you were to look at like the, um, look at our conversations over the years, the, the majority have been about Gilman and, um, you know, things that are going on on campus and things that, um, are great about the school. A lot of, a lot of what's great about the school, but also, you know, a lot about what can change and, um, what what maybe should change and and so um in that sense i'd say that gilman has been a pretty central part of our relationship um pretty important part of our relationship um but it was fun like you know it was it was great to have him around i remember i was a little little worried um just because i didn't know what it would be like to go to school with my dad um but by the time and he was the dean of students for a long time um when I got to the upper school, he transitioned to the admissions department, and um, so that made life a little bit easier on me. I think it would have been tough to have um, mm-hmm. my father as the dean of students, um, and, and in some ways it was right. Like he he was he was pretty well versed in the antics of teenagers, but yeah. um, by the time I got to the upper school, so it was hard to pull anything past him, um, yeah. <laughs> and which was uh, I guess ultimately to my benefit, um, but. It was it was fun, you know. I, I loved being able to like swing by his office and check in with him, and um, ride to school. Riding to school with him was really special. We spent, had a lot of time. It was just it's it's one of those things you don't necessarily realize in the moment, but um, we uh, you know we spent a lot of time together and just had that time to talk and shoot the breeze, and um, and it was it was very very special and and. Um, something that I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful for that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming back and, and being on the faculty, um, with him was also really cool. I mean, like he literally, I still, I, um, was teaching, we just, we're doing, um, a tale of two cities or, I'm sorry. Um, we're doing, uh, the merchant of Venice right now. And I still, I use his copy of the, of the book that's annotated and, nice. um, and, and, and I, and I have a copy of his, uh, tale of two cities as well. Um, I still use, um, some of his, some of his, his ideas and lesson plans, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's fun to discuss that literature with him, see what he remembers. Um, cause he taught it for a long time, but, um, so that was, that was neat as well to have him as a colleague and to kind of work with him as an equal. So he taught the same course, the same English course that that you now teach primarily or is uh-huh. it pre- pretty are there major changes or is it pretty similar still um the, ninth I mean, the, the curriculum has changed some yeah. but i mean we still i think that um, merchant of venice and the, yeah i mean the merchant of venice and a tale of two cities um fences um most i still have his copy of fences too um so it hasn't changed all that much. And we've added, you know, uh, everything I never told you and the Laramie Project, um, which have been great additions, I think, to the curriculum. Good upgrades. Nice. Um, hmm. So 
How has Gilman, do you think, changed over your time here? Maybe, you know, growing up, going to school here, and then coming back and, and teaching, and now today, 2022, like, how has school life and just the place maybe changed or um, it been enhanced in any way? That's an interesting question. I mean, I think that I think the school has. I mean, thing, thing, I mean, obviously, my perspective on the school is very different now than it was when I was a student here. Um, but, and, and I, the school has definitely changed. It's grown. Um, you know, my graduating class was, I think, ninety. I think we had ninety-four in my graduating class, and now it's one hundred and twenty-four. Um, you know, we only had two fifth grade homerooms when I was in fifth grade. My son's going to have four next year. There'll be four mm-hmm. uh, homerooms in the lower school. So, like, so then we didn't have a, a kindergarten or a pre-K when I was a student. So, so things have definitely changed um, in that size. It's a larger school, I think, and that provides definitely some benefits but also some challenges in terms of getting to know people mm-hmm. um, and getting to know students. Um but I think that the school has also become a um, a kinder place in, in all the right ways. Um, you know, I think that there are um, there are more paths available to students now than when I was a student. Um, you know, I think you were kind of, for the most part, you were either going to go kind of the athletic route or a uh or more of the artistic route and i think that we were able to i think boys have more opportunities to blend those two it's not perfect yet but mm-hmm. i think there are more opportunities to blend that i think they're um i don't know i i just i i'm i'm very impressed with the students we have here today and all that they are able to do and all that they and all that they juggle you know right. I there's i mean there's a lot on their plates. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at the student body president and um, I held that role as a senior as a very, very different job today than it was when I was a kid. Um, or at least, like at least the, the, these boys do a lot more than I did. Um, and yeah. they do a much better job of it. Uh, which is, which is kind of, which is cool to see. Did you, um, uh, did you campaign? Like, was there a, student body president campaign did you have to make a speech for that role i gave a speech I, I remember giving a speech i don't think we had to answer questions um you know i think it was a you know the same there was the same voting structure and that the senior vote was weighted over the freshman vote hmm. um but it was um i remember you know writing a speech on index cards and delivering it and um and that was about it Promise but, no less homework yeah, for everyone. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, all kinds of hollow promises. <laughs> More dress down days. More dress down days. Lots of dances every weekend. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how you appeal to the masses, right. right there. Yeah, we. I was student body president in high school, and I don't even think I had to give a speech. Uh-huh. I think it was just like you put up your flyers, and it's you yeah. know you get people to vote for you, and. I don't know. I I like how there's a public speaking element. Like Mac is up there every day speaking to the entire student body. I think that's so important. Yep. They see him and, you know, he has to be on his game every day. It's it's what the job is. Yep. And and he does a very good job. He does. He does. Yeah, he is a very impressive uh, student body president. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah, he's – I had we had him on the podcast too, and he's just impressive all around. I'd say, and and I think it's so true that students these days are are like chock full of things to do, responsibilities. I was just talking to my junior class, and there's a girl in there, and she's got the musical coming up next week, and then eight like three or four APs next week, and it's just it's almost too much at times. But that somehow they figure out how to how to juggle it all and manage it. It is, it's, it is very impressive. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I worry, like I, I do think that it's, you know, we need to be very mindful of all that the students have going on and we need to be very, um, I think anything we can do to help them balance 
um, all of these pressures is, is, is very important. And much more so that I mean, I'm much more aware of it now than I was as a student. Like I remember my senior year being insane and very busy, but um, I, I don't get the sense that it was anything near. I don't, it doesn't seem anything nearly as, it doesn't seem nearly as, as intense as it is now mm-hmm. um, for, for the students. Yeah, and I and I look back to my high school um, four years, and I I think in some ways it was more difficult even than college, even though college was difficult in a different type of way. But high school, I had a had a job, I had the same like you know AP tests and AP classes, and just the the day is not long enough to fit all of this in. Whereas right. in college, you've got a little bit seems like some more time to control things on your own but yeah it's amazing that that they can get everything done and there's a lot of late nights i just from talking to the juniors that i teach there's a lot of very late nights handling all of this stuff and i don't know i think there there needs to be mindfulness of that and a little bit more i mean i almost did a like meditation session today in class because it just feels like it's very very busy time for the juniors right now yeah, you know, it, it's, it is. And, and on top of all that, they've got social lives, right, which are really important too and, and a huge part of high school. Um, and it's, it's funny. I was thinking about that today because I have – I feel currently I just have a lot going on, right, and um, trying to think about ways to prioritize um, my obligations and – and, you know, I, I think it is I – th- I think you're right. I think help anything we can do to help students to, to you know, sort through that and, and deal with the pressures is, is, is really important. And, and a lot of times, you know, I think what can be most beneficial is, is like, just time to do those things, right? Time to kind of catch your breath and relax and kind of – um, and get caught up, right? You know? Yeah, um, but it, it's yeah, time is precious and yeah. hard to come by. Yeah, some time in class, maybe I don't know. Like, I think maybe thirty minutes of the eighty-minute period, if that was just devoted to like catching up on work or catching up on reading, mm-hmm. just trying to build. Not all the time, but just some days, like when you feel that. Like I felt that a little bit today in in my class. That just a little bit more time to. Just do some work yep. uh, in school because they do – it's not like they're going to mess around when you give them that time. They're actually going to put it to good use, I think. But I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think um, I think that can be really important. I mean, you know, I look at what would I have – what I want to accomplish with especially my, my freshman, right? Like the freshman year ends really early this year. Um, I think it ends about a week after the seniors end um, because they're going on outward bound. And um, it's going to be a race to the finish line um, to finish. We still we have one more play left. Um, and, and it's an important play. It's the Laramie Project. And I want to read it, and I want them to do this. And, um, but it's, it's also, you know, I'm, I'm mindful of the fact that there's a lot going on. And, you know, I'm asking them to push through this and – Mm-hmm. Um, and keep telling them that, you know, once, you know, we're almost there, you know, right. I think that, I think, that, I think under, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel is really important and knowing that they'll have some time to kind of relax, um, not necessarily on their expedition, but afterwards. Um, what, what is the expe- expedition that you guys go on? Um, so the boys for the last, like, I don't know how long we've been doing it, maybe like eight years now. Um, we send the entire freshman class on a five-day backpacking expedition. No um, phones. No phones. No electronics. Um, and they're on the Appalachian Trail. Um, there's a 75-mile stretch that Outward Bound uses for their course. Um, and it runs roughly from uh, the northernmost point is Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania, which is the um, halfway point of the AT, I believe. And then um, the southernmost point is like kind of south mountain area west uh harper's ferry is probably the um the closest landmark um that place is awesome harper's it's, ferry. it's beautiful it's be- the whole trail is beautiful and and it's it's i think um 
Yeah, and, and they'll basically what they'll do is they'll they will backpack roughly twenty five to thirty miles, um, depending on their course um, and how they're doing. Um, there's some ways to kind of uh, I think there are ways to make a little few little adjustments, but for the most part, that's what that's what they do. They spend five days doing it um, in groups of about ten people with two instructors, two like highly trained, uh, really competent outward bound instructors. Hmm. Um, they spend half a day rock climbing and that's usually where I'm able to catch up with classes, uh, or with groups and see them, um, catch them on their climbing days. But, uh, and that's also the one time when they're likely to interact with another group from Gilman. Um, but the rest of the time it's, it's funny. They're, they're just kind of all spread out and, um, with themselves. What, uh, what have you really seen like happens on this? on this trip that that helps the boys kind of get to know each other better or just um reflect on the year or their their time at gilman so far so it's it's interesting i'm not really with the boys and so i don't necessarily get to see them um in action in action and 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 this is one of those things where and then of course they they finish and they're done for the year so they go off for summer and um so that's one of the downsides of, of this. I wish we had some time to kind of debrief and talk about it uh, afterwards, but it's it's we're fortunate to be able to do this uh, when we do it, and um, you know, I, you know, it, that is what it is. But um, I have witnessed um, guys. You know, I, I've, I've listened in on some of their. Uh, reflective periods after like the climbing or at the end of the course. And, and I mean, last year there was a group that they, they do like a little, a very simple ceremony at the end of the course when they're back at the headquarters in uh, Leakin Park. And, you know, last year did the little ceremony, parents are there and everything, they saw it. And, and then the boys just kind of huddled up and, and we were crying afterwards. I mean, they, they were, they were, they had really developed a tight bond and um, weren't really ready to leave each other, um, which was really neat to see, right? And that's coming out of the pandemic, right? Because we weren't able to do it in 2020. And then, um, you know, I've watched guys. I remember one boy um, on the climbing wall went, uh, it was at Schaefer Rocks, and he got about halfway up and then decided to climb down. And as soon as he touched the ground, he was like, I quit too soon. I should have, I, I, I got to go, I got to finish this. And it was one of those things where they, I guess, maybe gotten there late and he ran out of time. He didn't get to go back up on the wall. And, and in their reflection after that experience, he lamented the fact that he had, that he had given up and hadn't pushed himself through that. And that was something that was kind of um, weighing on him, which, which I think is it, that, that, that kind of self-awareness and, and reflection is important for freshmen to understand that. Um you know, I've seen groups um, with boys who, you know, I was a little bit worried about the chemistry. And um, one group in particular, it was one of the senior, one of the groups from the this current senior class. Watching them and the way they were supporting each other was was really neat. And hearing from their instructors how they supported each other and. Um, and, and this, this one boy who I was a little concerned about had become kind of a mascot and they were like, you know, very clearly laughing with him and supporting him, making sure he was doing all right and like pushing through. And, Mm -hmm. and that was really cool to see, you know, it was, it was, um, it, it was really neat. Um, that's, that's what you want. Right. And, and so, and that's a hard thing to, you know, it's, it's, you, you, it's, it's one of those things you kind of need to witness in order to, to understand. Um, mm-hmm. And and we're not always going to witness those because of the nature of the experience. Um, but I do think it's really important. I think it's important for boys who are um, – I think it's, it's, it's okay for boys to be nervous about it going into, into the expedition. And, we'll, and they'll have – you know, we'll have a, a meeting to kind of explain everything that they're going to be doing. And, um, and Outward Bound does a really good job, I think, of, of building – group rapport early on. Um, but they, you know, I think it's, it's okay to undercut to, to like go through a little bit of anxiety about it and, and then, and tackle that fear and, and realize that it's not that bad. One of the 
examples I point to all the time is, you know, they carry these backpacks with that weigh about 40 pounds. And so uh, to start off, they, they get all their personal gear and then all their crew gear together and they put it in the backpack. And I, and every year kids like, how in the world am I going to carry this, you know, hundred yards to the van. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the course, they will, uh, you ask them how they did and, you know, how far they went, like what they're, what they're, they have this push day where they go, it's an extra long day. And, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, we went 12 miles, but it was, you know, in the rain, but no big deal, you know, <laughs> and just kind of, they're, they're, there's a sense of pride um, and confidence that, that uh, you can definitely see right afterwards. That's so, awesome. Yeah, um, n- ninth grade is the perfect time to do this type of thing. It is. We are very, very blessed to be able to do this. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a massive undertaking, and um, it's I think it, it it's a it's a great gift to give the to give our students, and a good way to kind of help them frame the rest of high school, right? To, and and it's and you know we don't I don't feel like we really um, I mean we we don't use a whole lot of like outward bound jargon and logo uh, you know and whatnot. Um, but I think that it's one of those experiences that, and I know this from personal experience, that you look back on when things are tough. I mean, I, I, I did a course when I was first on the faculty at Gilman, and um, and I remember, you know, there, there are times when I need to kind of steal my courage and confidence a little bit, and I look, I think back to that experience and what I did there and, and how I got through it. And I wasn't, you know, I might not have been excited about a particular part of the experience, but I did it, and learn from it and I can, it gives me the confidence to go through the next challenge. Hmm. What was your outward bound experience like (laughs) that you had? It was interesting. So I did not have that like kumbaya moment where like I became best friends with everybody on my crew. Um, In fact, I didn't really like anybody um, in the, in the group. I I got, I got along perfectly with them, but they did not keep in touch with anybody. Um, (laughs) I was in um, Washington state. I went, uh, I wrote a grant and, um, so I went sponsored by Gilman for an educator's course, and um, we were paddling on um, Ross Lake, um, and then we did a we hiked up to um, the top of Desol- Desolation Peak, um, which mm. is if you've read Kerouac, Kerouac, uh, yeah. Dharma Bums. I have yeah. not. Oh, I've read. Yeah, yeah, I have read Dharma um, Bums. Yep. And um, and it was it was an interesting experience. The uh, like I said, the, the, the people, you know, were, were not necessarily my cup of tea, but I got along fine with them. And, um, and it was, I think, obviously a, a, a good experience. I'd love to go back to that area again. Um, and it was interesting. So I finished that course. I, I got, as, as soon as we finished, um, I got a note that my grandfather had passed away. And that was something I knew was, was, was likely to happen. Um, but it was interesting going from kind of that introspective experience of outward bound. And, you know, we did like a solo and all, and all that. Um, I think that helped me kind of process his passing and what that meant for me. And, you know, um, so it was, it was interesting. How long, how long was that experience? It was, it was only a five day, a five five day or six day course. Yeah. Interesting. I might, I might want to do that. sounds, I mean, it sounds difficult, but um, I like it would be interesting to look back on, or there are definitely parts of it that are. Yeah, I mean, they they have Outbound. It's it's a great organization. Um, I've really enjoyed partnering with them. Um, they have some really wonderful folks over at the Baltimore um, school, but then they have schools all over the country. I think all over the world, and um, and they just I think they have a um, a really good philosophy and a really good approach to encouraging people to push themselves mm-hmm. um, beyond what they think they're capable of doing. Um, Were, did you bring this program to the Gilman ninth grader? Was it already here beforehand? So I, I helped to start it. Um, if I remember correctly, I think Henry had Episcopal over in Alexandria has a, has a similar program. They've been going for, I think over 20 years now. And, um, so Henry had been talking to their head of school and, and, or somebody over there. And, and, um, and then we have a lot of connections throughout our bound at Gilman. Um, you know, uh, Bonnie Allen, who was a, um, art teacher, 
um, is on the board there, Jim Garrett, um, who was the assistant head of the middle school and like a long time Gilman alum and like wonderful, awesome, awesome human being, um, was one of the founding board members. And so, um, and he's been extremely supportive of this program. Um, and so I think, you know, they got to talking and figured we should do something like this. And, um, so yeah, it's great. We just, we started doing it and it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's been, it's been wonderful. Um, you know, I think it's it's a great experience for the boys to have at the end of their freshman year. It really helps them to frame the rest of their senior experience, and it's something that they'll carry with them well beyond. And, and you know, like I said before, it's one of those things they may not think about every day, but when they need it, they'll have it, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think about that because I was a chaperone on our uh, trip a couple years ago to Peru, and uh-huh. we did – did a little bit of hiking, but we were also just living um, kind of in the jungle. Like one, a couple of the nights, we were out there in eastern Peru, like way in the jungle, uh-huh. and it was a little, it was a little freaky at times. But I think those experiences, especially for the high school boys, yep. were, I mean, incredible and certainly pretty amazing to look back on. Yeah, so I think probably this experience is very similar. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, you can't help but bond with your classmates, you know, when you are living so closely together, making decisions together. That's that's one of the things that's so great about it, right? Like they, when they start off, the instructors are help are really guides, and they are um, they they teach them how to set up their tarps, and um, they teach them how to uh, prepare the meals and do the dishes, and you know, uh, you know what's you know, how to be sanitary around the campsite. Um, and then after, and then, and also the navigating piece, right? Like this is where we're going. How do, how do you read a map? Um, but in pretty short order, they turn things over to the boys so that they end up by the end of the course, they're making the decisions. They, they decide how far they're going to go before they stop. They decide, um, I don't think they can really decide where they sleep, but, um, but they can, they make, you know, they, they do the navigation piece and the, and there's some, um, stories that I think now the guys will look back and laugh on, <laughs> um, but where they've made navigational errors and, and it's cost them, um, you know, a couple hours of hiking in the wrong direction or, um, you know, hitting a dead end trail or something like that. Um, uh, and so, you know, it, it's, it's neat for them to have that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one year they had um, torrential downpours when they got up there and um you know there are ways that you can you know if you if you kind of take care of your gear there are ways that you can avoid everything getting soaked and some guys didn't really do that and so they were stuck with like maybe a night with a wet sleeping bag and we were able to replace it with replace it with a dry one but little lessons like that that are about like taking care of your stuff that um that can be taught and really driven home in in the field um i think are important right responsibility Um, is that personal responsibility and um you know um and 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 it's it's a place where you know it's it's a very real lesson in the moment but it's not that big of a deal um uh, you know and and i think it i don't know they learn it and it'll stick with them and you know we only had to replace sleeping bags once you know Yeah. yeah um and I think struggling through that, right? Like we always, I always kind of hope for, um, I, you know, it's, it's not bad if they have a little bit of rain, you know, I don't want it to rain the whole time on them. Cause then that's just, that's miserable, but, right. um, you know, struggling through that rain. And then, I mean, they appreciate the bluebird days even more. Yep. Um, so, which is cool too. Um, what has it been like in your perspective, uh, this year and coming back from two pretty irregular, years of virtual learning and the whole COVID chasm that we've experienced and having, you know, freshman boys in your classes and and just, you know, observing the upper school at Gilman after COVID, like what are some of the observations that you've made, I guess, in terms of the student life uh, following that period? Well, um, I think students are hungry for opportunities to be together. Um, they are, and, and this is true, I think in, in a lot of ways we've kind of, in terms of like student life, student involvement at the school, I think we're kind of back to where we were in 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, which is wonderful to hear, right? Like, um, 
I, I love the fact that there are so many different student initiatives going right now. I mean, we've got all of the different Ben Brandenburg um, initiatives. We've got uh, the Hispanic Awareness Club is going to be roasting pigs. Um, we've got a couple of cookouts coming up for seniors. Like There, there are a lot of things going on right now. Uh, John Guerrero and the UNICEF Club is looking to do something, um, another kind of like fundraiser. And, and, and that stuff is great, right, because that's – um, I, I love, I love that s- sort of enthusiasm for being at school and being around and, and doing things for others. Um, I think, you know, the big, one of my big takeaways from this and one of the things that I've really made, I think I've been more conscious of doing this, um, since we returned to school, I guess probably, um, in the fall of 2020 is just, um, taking time to have conversations and taking time to, to like hang out with students. Um, I think that is for me, that's, that's why I'm doing this, right. For is to, is to get to know the students and spend time with them. And, um, and so like I, I have made more of an effort, um, to keep my door open in the afternoons and to, you know, stop what I'm doing when kids come in and, um, you know, encourage them to take a seat on the couch and um, not only talk to them about what they're hoping to accomplish in terms of their latest initiative, but also just kind of what's going on with them, you know. And um, and I found that I've had, for me, like I've, I've really appreciated, I've been conscious about appreciating those conversations more than I think I did before. Um, the pandemic hit before we were separated. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I think that's, to me, that's what, that's a big part of this community and, and um, is kind of spending time together and being with each other. And that's, yeah, that's what you um, really felt the absence of the last mm-hmm. couple of years is the, are the conversations just, you know, the hangouts or the yeah. just, just light conversations about things that don't have to do with, the next assignment or right. the next game, you know, just getting to know the people, it's, colleagues and students. Yeah. It's huge. And, and, and it's, it's, I think it's what, um, I mean, it's, that's what, that's what makes this place so wonderful are the, the relationships and the people that you, that, that are here. Um, so, you know, and that's quite frankly, to the detriment of my, um, return time on assignments. <laughs> um, but I think, again, I think it's just, I think that's, I think it's, it's important. And, um, I, I, I love hearing what the guys are up to and, and, um, especially the seniors, I think as they're, uh, I'm starting to notice some nostalgia from seniors as they're, um, coming towards the end. Um, and I remember feeling that way and, and, um, so it's it, and that's good, right? You 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 want that. <laughs> you don't want them running out the door. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like any of the? So I th- I've been talking to my senior class a bit, and. Do you think any of the traditions or the things that typically we do as a community at Gilman have been maybe lost or forgotten about in the in the last couple of years? Because they've been saying that you know the freshmen or the sophomores they don't really know like what we what we do here because the seniors the last time they were on campus in a normal setting were sophomores watching the older guys. And now the freshmen and sophomores now were in middle school. So they don't really know some of the things that typically happen or traditions, things that happen in assembly maybe. Um, and I guess people fear that, that that's going to be lost or. I feel like our students are pretty observant and, I think that they will – I think they've watched the example set, very good example in, in many respects, from the class of 2022. Um, I think that class – you know, Mac talked about this being a comeback year, and I think in, in many, many respects that's true. They, they've accomplished that goal. Um, I – you know, we've done just about everything that we would do. I, I, I don't know – I can't really think of anything that we – um, we haven't been able to do this year, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like student life stuff and, and things that, um, were part of our culture and tradition before 
hand. And so, I, you know, I think, look, at, at a high school, traditions last, you know, only so long for the most part, right? Like, like there's some that kind of stay, but then there are other things that, you know, will, will eventually fade away as, as seniors put their, their stamp on things. Um, and so I don't, I don't think that this year has been shortchanged in that regard at all. And, and I think that um, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, I guess, you know, time will tell, but my guess is the class of 23 is going to pick the, pick up the torch and, and carry it on. And, and we'll still do much of what we I don't think the school's going to look all that different from um, 2019 mm-hmm. as, uh, moving forward. Um, you know, there are, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, there, there hasn't been anything this year. Um, I mean, aside from like having dances outside, but yeah, uh, when I mean, that's going to change anyway, we're going to go back to the Lumen Center next year because uh, the tent will it's be kind of better outside. I would guess. I, I prefer it, although. Yeah, everybody got sick at the last dance. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but um, now, I mean, I think I think the I, I don't I don't worry about tradition changing. I mean, you know, you look at this school, 125 years old, and I think the 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 core of the school has remained very solid, right? And in terms of like um, Gilman students being ones who. Um, are hardworking and who are driven um, to to be successful. Uh, Gilman students um, will come through um, for you. You know, kind of you know, in in whether that's in you know in the classroom or or really most importantly, kind of in when the chips are down and and they need to support each other. I think Gilman students do a really good job of that, and that's that's been part of our tradition. Um, you know, certainly for as long as I can remember, and I, I think that's going to stay. That, that 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 I mean, that, I don't. COVID didn't didn't mess with that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a favorite tradition um, at Gilman that you remember most fondly, or feel like is central to the school? I think my favorite tradition now might be the turkey tango. Turkey tango um, is amazing, and um, I love <laughs> love some turkey tango. That wasn't a tradition when I was a student here. Um, I love the, I love all of the, um, excitement around the Gilman McDonough game. You know, I think that's, I think that's a lot of fun. Um, and that spirit week for as crazy and insane as it is, I think is, is, is a lot of fun and is important for the school. Um, I'm a big fan of the, I like the graduation weekend. You know, I, I really like how we have, um, I think we've hit a nice pattern and we've had it for a long time, but where we have the, I think now because the, because of the kind of the shift in graduation, I like how we go from uh, prom and we start prom with like a kind of an informal gathering of the students and their families. Families are invited to the first like hour, um, little reception on the Harris Terrace I think that's a really nice way, kind of a casual way for folks to um, begin that celebratory weekend. And then, um, you know, baccalaureate, I think, is a, is a really nice service. And then graduation, I think that that sequence is really – I know it's insane and, and busy, and there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, but it's, I think, a really, really nice way to, to end the year and to celebrate the seniors and, and their families, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I think this is obviously a, a really special place to me. And I think each season has its own, um, wonders. Yeah. Joys. Um, yeah. and, and I like that, right? Like it's, it's, it's great to, to feel that way, I mean, even in the winter, which is when I struggle the most. Yeah. Um, what uh what kinds of things do you like to do in the summertime? How do you like to spend your time in the summers? Um I know you said that you had that outward bound grant experience, but yep. I'm sure there have been other summer experiences over yeah. over your career that you've really enjoyed or things that you look forward to in the three months that we have off, which is the best best thing about right. teaching is it's, that you get three months off and it is summer. a wonderful benefit. <laughs> um well, you know it's funny, things things obviously like my summers have changed um as my family's grown um but we have a um you know we 
as a family, we do uh, two. We're really fortunate that we we get to do two beach trips. Uh, one with um, my wife Kate's family to South Carolina, and then um, one with my family to Bethany. And that's a really important trip for me. I've been doing that pretty much all my life. I've uh, going to Bethany in the summertime, um, and so that's that's always a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, this summer I'm going to be um, working out at Schwann Downs. Every couple of summers I'll, I'll work out there. I haven't done it. I haven't done it recently, but um, for a while I was doing it every summer, and, and that's a really great time for me. I, I um, cut grass the entire you know while I'm out there and um, listen to books on Audible and podcasts. Hmm. Um, I'll catch up on Path to Follow. Um, <laughs> episodes this summer but um so i'm I'm gonna be doing that this summer and i and i really i enjoy that it's just it's like mindless in some respects and i'm outside and um that's a beautiful beautiful piece of property um and so i feel very fortunate to be able to to spend spend my time out there um and then i also um over the last i don't know decade or so have um tried to spend as much time as I can with my um, father-in-law who has a place in uh, on the eastern shore and um, doing much the same stuff cutting grass and clearing around ponds and whatnot and that's um, that kind of that shift in in work is I think really healthy for me and, and yeah. good to and something I really enjoy you know kind of strong back weak mind kind of stuff but yeah. Um, it's, it's very therapeutic and, um, I try and do that as much as I can. That's what so, you need. Yeah. After yeah. a full year of yeah. using your brain every day. Yeah. And, and I still, you know, and the nice thing about it is like, I'm still thinking about Gelman and I'll still be thinking about stuff to do, but it's just, you know, different kind different of context. And, and, um, I don't know. I find that to be pretty enjoyable and they're both in beautiful places. So yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, maybe last question here. If you yeah. were to interview somebody at Gilman or you'd like to know a little bit more about one person uh, at the school, alumni, previous faculty, even students, who would you like to hear more from? Are you thinking like a suggestion for? Yeah, suggestion for. Man, that's tough. So. Um, maybe a couple. <laughs> I think. So it's interesting. I think. Um, Carlo Young, who's a classmate of mine, is a trustee and a, I mean, gosh, so he's a, he's an alum, he's a trustee, he's a parent, um, but a really good guy. And I think he would be a good person um, for you to reach out to. Um, I think my father would be fun um, to have on here. I think he'd enjoy doing it. Um, Man, there's like, there's so many people. Um, Trying to think, I, I was thinking. I was thinking. It was interesting um, when you asked me to come on here. I was thinking of all the other people who were much more interesting than me. <laughs> um, who would be Who would be fun to have here? Um, and now I'm like drawing a blank. But um, well, those are two I, great yeah. ones, and and definitely been meaning to get your dad on here. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd, 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 I'd look at Carlo too. Not taking anything away from my dad, but. Yeah, I would um, love to talk he's, to him. He's, he's, a, he's a really interesting guy and has done a lot for the school. He's like one of the founders of Jabali and um, has just been super involved and is and does he, – he works for a company that provides – I'm not going to get this right, but it's like he provides online platforms for universities so that you could be a – you could be a nurse in – like Bozeman, Montana, and get a nursing degree from Georgetown oh, wow. uh, Nursing School. So that's awesome. Um, it's 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 a really cool program that that he's involved with, and and um, and his wife is really interesting. She does makeup for like like for characters in movies. Mm. Um, we were just talking about it this weekend. She does, she's working on um, something for HBO right now. Um, I can't remember what it was. But she, I know she did Air, uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, but anyway, so but Carlo's a really interesting dude. I'd yeah, love to get him. Everyone. Love to get him on. Well, it's been a long time coming for you, and I appreciate you taking the time and, and talking to us here. Um, yeah, it's a great conversation. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. This was a lot of fun. Um, my first podcast. 
So um, I'm, I'm honored to be here and, uh, you know, uh, appreciate it. Yeah, Thanks thank for you. doing this. Of course. All right.